And once more, it is what's involved. I thought we were going to go for a twofer tonight. We were going to double up. And uh, how do I mean double up? And what do I mean by double up? Well, my next guest is uh, a lady by the name of Lundy Jack. And Lundy is also involved with the Circle of Excellence. She is uh, the other part of the Circle of Excellence. Lundy, welcome. Good to have you along with us. David, it's great to be here. Right. So before we dive in, let's do the, the start from the very, very beginning. Tell me a little bit about uh, Lundy, um, you know, your background, your history, and how you ended up where you are today with Circle of Excellence and in Cape Town, I believe. Yeah, we live here in Cape Town, David. Well, I started very much my career as an academic and uh, from there on decided to go into the corporate world. Uh, interestingly about the start of my career is I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, I had quite general degrees going and I was really feeling my way around to see what is it really that you know I want to do after I finished my studies. But in my final year, I was sitting in the cafeteria and a man in a black suit approached me and he just randomly started this conversation with me and he was talking about industrial psychology, which was at that stage my final degree I was studying. I was doing my master's in it. And suddenly this guy starts talking to me about industrial espionage and, and whether I want to actually start a career as that. Now, luckily, I declined, even though Mike doesn't quite fully believe the story. Um, but that, David, gave me a hunger for the boardrooms. I wanted to know what happens in boardrooms. I wanted to see, you know, what 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 is so massive from a strategic point of view that banks would actually pay for a person to become a spy and and go to that level. So I did my corporate years. Um, you know, I was uh, involved in human capital management and risk management, and got involved in quite a lot of um, uh, disciplinary hearings at the CCMA with staff, and eventually corporate drug busts. And then uh, after I completely played myself out in that space, I decided, no, it's time for entrepreneurship. So I made the, the shift from corporate to entrepreneurship and really started to consult, which I think is a fantastic bridge to full-blown entrepreneurship. And uh, then in 2013, I met Mike, uh, fell deeply in love and uh, literally started to lift my consulting work into the world with him to the point where we basically... Um, you know, brought our two businesses together into what's today's circle of excellence. Fantastic stuff. You've just given me so much I want to ask you about now, though. So, so <laughs> a traditional man in black asking you if you wanted to be a corporate spy. I mean, that's like yeah. everybody's dream, isn't it? Yeah, I thought so too. I wish I didn't have to decline, but I asked him, what's the downside to doing this? And he said to me, well, in South Africa, the death penalty. So, uh, I graciously had to decline. Like, no, okay, no, no, that's good. I like I like this living thing a bit too much. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk about you, you, you know, and I'm glad you mentioned that you, you met Mike and you fell deeply in love because I want to talk a bit about that. But the other thing I just want to bring up is is when I was, I was trying to get hold of you guys, Mike, absolutely no problem. And uh, I was very fortunate enough that uh, Paula Quincy did an intro for us, but you knocked me right off my little perch when I wanted to send you an email and give you all the details very logically in an email, like I've been taught to do. And you were like, thanks, but I don't do email. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I was like, what? 
how can anybody that lives in this day and age not do email, particularly doing what you do? So I first need to ask you about that because that's been niggling at me. Why no email? <laughs> well, eight years ago, David, I was like uh, reaching the point where I was realizing that every single morning I'm getting up uh, and like a robot or zombie, I would jump literally out of my bed, uh, get myself a coffee and jump onto email. It was almost like this... Uh, neurological pathway that was created in my mind that drawn me into my computer every morning. So I didn't have time to think. I didn't have time to enjoy my dog or walk or enjoy nature or whatever. I literally were pulled like a moth to a flame into this whole email monster. And I just, you know, woke up one day and I said, you know what? This whole email thing is turning me into a reactive person. I'm no longer using my brain. I'm not thinking, what do I want to do with business? I'm not strategically planning. I'm literally going from bed to computer and I'm just responding to other people's needs and requests. And I just unplugged that completely out of my life. I went cold turkey and uh, started to communicate only via WhatsApp and then occasionally the messengers, you know, like LinkedIn Messenger or Facebook Messenger, but mostly with my clients, which is all around the world, uh, we do WhatsApp. And um, if we need to share a document, we use Dropbox. So those are my two main tools and only main tools that I use. And I cannot tell you I've not been happier since. And I've definitely noticed a shift in the way my brain works from a reactive person to much more of a proactive type of individual. That is fascinating because as you were telling me about, you know, getting up in the morning, grabbing coffee and throwing yourself uh, at your laptop, I was thinking to myself, but doesn't everybody do that? I mean, I know I do. That is like the first thing in, in the morning. Um, in fact, me, my fiance and I both do exactly that. It's the cup of coffee and we plonk ourselves down at our desks and that's kind of where we are tethered for the rest of the day. So yeah. I find that fascinating. I don't know if I'm brave enough to try only WhatsApp just yet. Um, the control freak side of me is screaming in my head as we even mention this. So, but well <laughs> I done. I know. <laughs> well Thank done. Thank you, David. Thank you. So now we often hear that, you know, um, business and relationships don't mix. And yet, may I say this, just from what I've seen, heard and read about uh, yourself and Mike, you seem deliriously happy. How does that work? You know what, David, when me and Mike got together, we were both already slightly older. You know, our love story is not one of two teenagers falling in love and eloping. You know, we met each other quite later in our lives. And uh, because of that, we don't want to waste any time with each other together. Now, we were very, very aware of, uh, you know, couples working together and the challenges that goes with that, whatever. So when we got together, we started to merge his business with my business. And after doing that for a year or so, we decided, look, we want to create a proper foundation for our relationship and for business. And we literally went on an eight-month sabbatical. And during that eight-month sabbatical, we uh, got our values straight we had the critical conversations as a couple. We decided who we are. We re-evaluated that again. Uh, we looked at joint values. We looked at what we want to do in business every day of our lives, how we can do it together, what would be the message to the world. And I think because we actually ring-fenced a time in order to get on the same page um, and has done that deep work, uh, today it is the easiest thing for us to do to work together together um, you know, we don't really see it as a silo anymore. It is, we have our 
romantic life and we have our work life. Um, but what we're doing is we're building an empire together and it has all these different facets to it. And I think something that me and Mike has learned is that, you know, if one partner is looking left and the other one is looking right, then there's all sorts of challenges and confusion. But if both are looking in the same direction, uh, there's nothing that you can't overcome. And, you know, both me and Mike are hopeless romantics. So, you know, it, it's a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, privilege for us to be living together and working together because we just do not want to spend time apart. Which I think is wonderful. I mean, my, my fiance and, and, and myself, it, it, it's pretty much the same. The only thing I, I sometimes think that uh, the two of us get so wrapped up in business that that's what we spend most of our time talking about. So perhaps uh, some boundary setting there would be in order for us as well. He says, yeah, looking- what we do around that is we just work Mondays to Fridays. We work hard from Mondays to Fridays. We, not, not Mondays to Fridays, Mondays to Thursdays. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we get up, uh, we get up relatively early, we really give it our all, we work hard, Fridays, we don't work at all, it's our creative day, uh, Mike loves to use it for writing, I sometimes use it for writing as well, and we, we do weekends very, very well, so no work as well, so we literally work hard for four days, and then we're completely off, and we don't even talk business for three days, and so that is a boundary, and that really helps us. Something I'm going to start looking at. In fact, if, if I believe Tim Ferriss for a single second, I would then be able to do a four-hour work week, which would suit me down to the ground. But, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I think Tim may have uh, missed the mark there somehow, particularly considering what I do. But uh, I'm hoping to have a chat to him about that one day. Um, Lundy, <laughs> so you, you're involved in, in another – well, in all aspects of the business, but one in particular. So when we come back, I'd like to chat to you a little bit about that. This is What's Involved. My special guest is Lundy Jack. Back in a bit. And we're back with uh, Lundy Jack, my special guest. Okay, so just before the break, Lundy, I mentioned that uh, you're involved in all aspects of the business, uh, but the the one that you sort of uh, concentrate on that's more your baby is uh, something called worldwide business intelligence. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely, David. So talk to me a bit about that because you've used a couple of terms there that scare me, worldwide business and then intelligence. Um, so tell me about it. Well, worldwide business intelligence is, is my baby, you know. Um, I, I've made a very clear decision in my life from a young age that I, I'm not going to have children. I don't want to have children. I love children, but I don't want to have my own. So worldwide business intelligence and my dog is my babies. And worldwide business intelligence is a company uh, that is basically set up in London. Uh, we are four business partners in there. I'm the global director. Uh, one of our business partners sits in Malaysia. Uh, one of them sits in India, and the other two is me and Mike. And worldwide business intelligence is exactly what the name says. It is information, uh, intelligence, really, that has been sourced worldwide by me and Mike personally by literally going around the world 4.5 times per year. I'm obviously talking pre-COVID. And uh, we had mastermind after mastermind after mastermind where we were dealing with um, entrepreneurs and people who does coaching and just asked them over and over again, what's their problems and then solved it for them. And from that whole process, uh, Worldwide Business Intelligence was born, a company that sourced this information 
from all over the world has got it now packaged in an edtech platform represented by the octopus because we believe the octopus is an absolute symbol of what it means to be a global citizen and this edtech platform now brings top top quality education to entrepreneurs and more specifically coaches um, last year with covid you know uh, we got the entire program certified by education alliance finland they have some of the top if not the best educational system in the world so people who go through these nine module program uh, really really get accelerated not only from a commercial perspective but also from a global citizen mindset so so that's really my baby. That's where I'm most involved at the moment. Um, I'm very much involved in the circle of excellence part with, with coaching and counseling people as well. Uh, but that is sort of a direct relationship with premium clients, whereas Worldwide Business Intelligence, which is now Octopus, people just call it Octopus these days, um, Octopus really allows more for a massive audience to um, you know, become what we call Octopus Certified, and then once you're Octopus certified, that means that you don't only have access to some of the best education for yourself as a business owner, but you can actually white label that information for your clients. So we're hoping for this to be a game changer. Uh, the company has literally just been uh, formed uh, formally a few weeks ago, and uh, we already have a sales team of six people together that's taking this to market. So it's something I'm very passionate and excited about. That sounds fantastic. But now, just, just so I'm clear, and then so we understand, um, the, <laughs> the, the octopus, I love that, and, and the logo is a little uh, octopus as well. Uh, worldwide, yeah. worldwide business intelligence. I'm having a problem with my teeth this morning. Maybe I'm running out of my words for the day. Um, but <laughs> is that if you, if you are an entrepreneur or you are a coach or both? Uh, who, who can take part in this? Well, anyone can, but we are focusing specifically on coaches because we believe coaches are the heroes of this world. They're the people who go out and coach people and help people. It doesn't matter if you're a business coach or a mindset coach, or whatever. They're the people who go out there. But the educational system, you know, even though many of them are really good at coaching people, the educational system has massively failed them in how to build and scale a coaching business. So, um, even though the, the Octopus program is for any entrepreneur, any entrepreneur can benefit from that, we are specifically going for coaches because we have such a heart for them and probably because we come from the coaching and personal development industry as well. But any entrepreneur can benefit from Octopus. Octopus is built to give them the best education in the world and also to connect them with a group uh, of international experts, which we call the Octopus Tribe. So... Um, once they move into this program, they learn well. Um, and that's why we called it intelligence and not information. For us, there's too much information out there. But that information, no one knows where that information comes from. That information is not tried and tested. It's not relevant and it's not certified. In our case, it's all of the above. So that's why we call it intelligence, because you can plug and play it into your life. And it will expand you just like you find with the tentacles and the octopus. It will take you in all sorts of fantastic directions and help you thrive and adapt. Something I think a lot of people have found during the COVID times they were not able to do as an individual or a business. 
Absolutely. Now I've got I've got two questions here. So let me start with the first one that that came to my mind. So in terms of this, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at what you guys offer. All right. Um, the Conscious Leadership Movement, Global Expert, uh, the events, Ring of Steel Investments, Worldwide Business Intelligence. I just want to sign up for everything. I mean, do I need to go and sell a, a sell a kidney or something? Because I just want to do everything. Because I'm 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 a firm believer in lifelong learning, and I love learning new stuff and seeing new stuff. Um, and this just looks amazing. So, do, do I need to go and sell a kidney? Um, hopefully, not a kidney, but uh, you know, <laughs> there could be other ways for you to plug and play. And I think, David, that's why we've done it like that because. These different types of people that want to plug and play with different things. You know, Circle of Excellence really looks after the, the premium award-winning next level entrepreneur who wants personal attention from a Mike and Lundy, whereas the person who plugs and play with Octopus wants nothing to do with Mike and Lundy, but they want Mike and Lundy's intelligence, you know, and then um, so on and so on. Conscious leadership is really about the person who just want to be part of a movement. So, um, and I think that for us is what the face of education and communities looking like in future is having the option to plug and play in a way that sits well with you and feels well with you, um, you know, from a multi-dimensional view, from a multi-dimensional perspective. And that's why, uh, th that's how I would describe what we do here. We, we actually attempting to bring education and higher learning to people in a multi-dimensional way. Now, this, this I'm assuming now, in terms of economies of scale, would make it more affordable to people because now um, it's not uh, Mike and Lundy that are having to travel and do face-to-face -face stuff. We can do this online. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, the, the Octopus program is basically a license that a person buy each year. And um, this license allows them to have access to all of the information. And this is not static intelligence we constantly update it with new things and new intelligence and new infographics and new experts we interview and new new um so so the octopus literally is an annual license that people pay they can use that annual license for themselves they can use it for them and their clients and once they start doing that it becomes super cost effective or they can start the school with octopus if they want to it's it's built for ecosystems and the information is we call it the crack and really because you die very deep Whereas Circle of Excellence, you're absolutely right, is for a premium entrepreneur and is um, a, a top dollar price. Wonderful stuff. Now, the next question, and then uh, we're going to have a short break. Uh, in fact, you know what? I'm going to ask you the next question after the break because I think it's going to be an interesting answer. This is what's yeah. involved. My special guest is Lindy Jack. She is uh, the other half. Can I say the other half? The same half? Absolutely. The, the, the sum of the parts um, of Circle of Excellence Group. We'll be back with Lundy in just a bit. And we're back with my special guest, Lundy Jack. I got to tell you, I, I love doing what I do. Um, and I love chatting to people and meeting people, et cetera, et cetera. But I've really had fun chatting to you guys so far. Uh, because That's good to hear, David. Well, you, you, you don't come across as, as sort of self-important, stuck up, and we have all the answers kind of people, which I find refreshing because, uh, you know, these days you get a lot of those. So um, well, well done to you guys there. That would be a massive mistake. That would be a massive mistake, isn't it? You said it yourselves. The moment we think we have stopped learning, uh, then we're definitely going down the wrong path. Absolutely. Now, it strikes me, and you can help me out, but it strikes me 
that Mike may be the slightly more, shall we say, esoteric and out there of, of the two of you, where, where you strike me as more of the nuts and bolts kind of person. Or are you also just a well-disguised weirdo like me? Yeah, that's exactly. So I'm really happy that I fooled you there because uh, both me and Mike are quite out there in our belief systems. We're not conventional. You know, Mike probably leans a bit more towards sacred wisdom, ancient wisdom, Egyptology. That's probably more of his interests, um, as well as World War One and Two. Just have to throw it in there. Whereas um, my belief system leans more to what I would probably call spiritual philosophy. Okay. Well, well done. Well done on the, on the wearing the, the corporate facade there. You had me fooled. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, th- what interests me and what fascinates me about what you guys are doing and what you, you're bringing to the world is, and I, I, I discussed this earlier on with Mike, is I'm sensing a shifting consciousness, a global shifting consciousness. Um, yep. And more and more people are, are kind of cautiously putting up their hands. As somebody said to me the other day, you know, let your freak flag fly. Um, but but you and Mike seem to have been putting up your hands and saying, listen, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is how we help. And we're happy with that. Um, and I'm, I'm amazed at, at, at that. I think it's, a, it's an incredibly authentic, real thing to do, but also very brave in today's times because it's so easy to write off something we don't understand and go, oh, that's all quackery. Um, where, do you, where do you stand on that? Have you noticed with your clients there's a shift too? Well, it's very interesting and it's, it's also a conversation that's very dear to my heart. Um, you know, when we work, especially with our Circle of Excellence premium clients, many of them come to us for commercial intelligence. You know, they want to learn how to do proper business strategy. They want to learn how to scale. They want to learn about smart marketing. They want to learn about sales architecture and sales psychology, all the business stuff. Um, but as they start entering our universe, many of the conversations and starts to flip into mindset conversations, um, you know, building resilience. Why am I not as strong as the person next door? Why does every single life event blow me over? Why do I have confidence issues when I win an award and all those things? And then, David, many, many, and I would go as high as to say 80% of our Circle of Excellence members, after they've been with us for a while, let's say three to six months, and a trust relationship is created, the conversations flip into the spiritual, you know, why am I here? What's my purpose? Uh, what, what, what's these things I got sense around me? Um, you know, what's going on uh, on the other side of the veil? How is that affecting my relationships and business? And we've, especially during COVID, realized a massive more amount of these conversations coming in. It's not something that happens on our personal calls with our clients anymore. It is conversations that we find happening now in uh, boardrooms. Um, I had a Circle of Excellence client last week who's developing a massive, massive program, leadership program for her client, a reputable consulting house at top level and bringing some of the, the unknown, if we can call that, into a program with their consent. So things are definitely changing. Which I think is absolutely wonderful because thinking back to 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 my childhood, I always felt when I was when I was a youngster, I, I was here for a purpose. I was here for something special. Um, I didn't know what the special was, and for a long time, I was told, "Don't think you are special." Um, you well, I was actually told, "You are special, just like everybody else." Um, and 
you know, a lot of times that sort of thinking got, got shot down, particularly in, in terms of how I, I grew up. Then I took it to the to the other extreme because I discovered this this interest in um, esoteric and 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 you know sort of some of the hidden philosophies etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And suddenly I was going to be the next great savior of the world. Um, I'd nicknamed myself Guru Dave, and um, I wanted to do great things. I wanted to do, oh a cult would have been a great idea for me at the time. And then <laughs> I fell flat on my face numerous times. And I realized that the more I got to know and learn, the less I knew and the more I had to learn, um, yeah. which, was, which was rather a big wake-up call. I then also came to the realization that in order to make a difference in the world, to make an impact, you don't necessarily have to change the whole world. Um, it can yeah. be as simple as having a positive impact on one person's life. But yeah. the power of purpose Lundy, how important is that? Because it seems so many people are searching for that purpose. Now it's like, why am I here? We were forced to sit at home for a good couple of months and contemplate our navels and go, why, why am I here? What is this all about? Yep. It's such a good question. Um, and it's something a lot of people approach me and Mike with because, you know, the type of people who approach us is the type of person who's already had success in their life, but there's something essential missing in their life. And then a lot of the work we would do with them is on their essence. You know, uh, who are you? If I can take the sum total of all your experiences and dilute it into a drop, who are you? And I have found over the years that uh, this this wanting a purpose drives people insane. I don't think it is ever a, a search that stop. And I do think it's the fact that you're searching that ultimately makes you alive as opposed to reaching the destination. So it's fantastic to wake up every morning with a purpose, but, uh, and, and it, 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 it helps you to focus. It helps you to drive in a direction. But as you've experienced as well, David, we constantly evolve. Um, we're not static. We're not stale water. If we become stale water, we become sick. You know, um, our muscles get stiff. All sorts of stuff happens because we've stopped evolving, but it's almost impossible for us to do as a species. And I think why me and Mike do bring in the sacred wisdom, the purpose, the legacy, the what happens beyond the veil into everyday living it is because I believe that science has taught us that logic is science. Now, science is important. Science has its place. If it wasn't for science and structure, then certain things in nature wouldn't happen every single day. But there's also a reason behind things. And um, those things is things that we can't physically see with our five senses. And I think the power of the unseen has been incredibly demonstrated for us during COVID because here is something no one can see, yet it devastates lives. So that's the same with what's happening beyond the veil. Uh, if we're an intelligent, holistic human being, we cannot not consider that in our decision making. We can't go through our lives and only make decisions based on what we can see, feel, touch, hear or whatever. We have to consider the unseen as well. And that's why, coming back to your question, purpose is such a driving force because it makes us consider a bigger picture. It makes us consider a bigger plan for us being here. And it also allows us to include things in our decision-making that we wouldn't normally include if we were only based in the five senses in science. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was just I was just thinking now, you know, in, in terms of, of of faith and religions and philosophy and science, it was always a case of never the twain shall meet. And then yeah. along came quantum physics and through a literal Schrodinger's cat amongst the pigeons. Um, and yeah. it may or may not be there. We don't know. Um, but, you know, th this is this is definitely brought to the fore that there is more than what we can do, as you said, with, with our five senses. Absolutely. It's fascinating. I could speak to you guys forever in a day, but uh, I know you've got uh, <laughs> lots to do and you're a busy woman. So when we come back, we'll be uh, wrapping it up with Lundy Jack from uh, Circle of Excellence talking and uh, wrapping up a bit more about worldwide business intelligence. I love the octopus analogy. This is what's involved. We'll be back in just a bit. And we're back with Lindy Jack and uh, wrapping it up. So worldwide business intelligence, uh, the best way to find out about uh, about Lundy and, and worldwide business intelligence is at the same uh, uh, place that, that Mike suggested, circleofexcellence.biz. Uh, well, I think if you want to get more up close and personal, and especially if you've listened today um, and Oki, the octopus, is something that sounds interesting to you, uh, you can literally just head to my uh, LinkedIn page. You'll find me, Landy Jack, on LinkedIn. And then uh, alternatively, you can go to my website, landyjack.com. I'm also on circleofexcellence.biz. I'm also on worldwidebusinessintelligence.com. But uh, I like uh, to keep it personal, so I think my LinkedIn page is probably your your best option. All right, and uh, that's uh, Lundy Jack, L-A-N-D-I-J-A-C. Uh, yep. For somebody who doesn't do email, you certainly are still plugged in. I have to just tell you that. Um, but yeah, but you, you it know, sounds more like you're plugged in with purpose. I'm plugged in with purpose, and I think you know, email is just email has just taught me that um, it completely distracts and dilutes us. And I'm not saying it's the case for our listeners. You know, everyone has a different way of planning their day and organizing their day. And many uh, work very successfully with email. It just didn't work for me. And I think one of the big reasons, other than it makes you reactive, is that email gives you too much space to write stuff in. So I couldn't stand getting all these essays and long stories. Whereas WhatsApp, because it gives you less space to write in, People seem to be more focused and concise in their messaging to me or just do a voice note, which I absolutely love because you can hear the person's emotion in their voice, whereas with email, you can't do that. You're absolutely correct. You know the amount of times that people have said that that I sound incredibly uh, stuck up and arrogant and full <laughs> of it on email. And, I, I, yeah. you know, just, just because I write FU strongly worded email to follow doesn't mean I'm not a nice guy. Not at all, not at all. <laughs> but that's how quickly assumptions can be created with email, which I think is sometimes dangerous for relationships. Even me and you connecting on WhatsApp is a different energy than me and you having a conversation, which would be a different energy uh, if me and you and Mike meet in person. So um, yeah. that's where technology can e either be an enabler or sometimes confuse. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get that. So, Lenny, the, 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 the Octopus Network is, is brilliant. It's the place to go. But I, just having spoken to Mike, I'm, and I'm guessing from speaking to you that you're exactly the same. What's, what's next for Lundy Jack? What are you busy with right now? Well, I'm very busy with Oki the Octopus. And as life works, you know, he's, um, he's getting bigger and bigger. His tentacles is really starting to to spread far and wide. We have potentially 
um, you know, big, big universities looking at Oki, the octopus as well, to plug into their, their, their business schools and MBAs. And so there's lots of things happening. So I'm really loving and nurturing Oki at the, at the moment, um, involved with uh, getting this all set up and, and making it a, a global movement of new, uh, reliable, trustworthy education for, um, like I said, coaches specifically. So that's definitely um, taking a lot of my um, love. And then also, um, you know, Mike is an incredible author. He's written so many books. He's a machine. I sometimes wish people can just observe him while he's, he's writing. It's like a stream of intelligence. He's just coming through his head. And he just go tick, 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 and pops the one book out after the other. So I'm sure he shared with you he's doing his novels. Uh, we're doing our writing mostly on a Friday. Um, I've written my first book a while ago. Uh, Mike gave me a deadline and uh, threatened me if I don't uh, finish the book, he's going to publish some of my old books that I didn't want published. So I finished my uh, first book uh, on my birthday, actually, last year, the book of Sacred Prescriptions, which talks about uh, some of the philosophies that I uh, live by and uh, principles that I share in business and life. And um, this year on a Friday, I'm busy with my next project, which is the book of Animal Spirits and Guides, uh, which talks about all these archetypes and symbolism and energies of um, animal spirits around us. It's very much seated in, um, you know, a lot of the American Indian uh, Earth people's belief systems and some of the shamanic belief systems. So that's a massive project because I didn't realize how many animals there are on the planet. I will never be able to include all of them, but I'm certainly looking at bringing out an encyclopedia type of guide that helps you understand if you constantly see elephants, what is the symbology around it? And if you constantly, uh, you know, have octopuses around you, what's the symbology and the power around that? So that's probably what's next for me. So octopus and this book. Did you just publish it already? Because now you've just touched on the the the, the American Indian uh, philosophies and their beliefs, and that is something that fascinates me, and I've been incredibly drawn to that. So I'd love to have uh, your opinion on that. So here's the deal: when uh, the next books or anything new comes out, um, I'd like to be. I'm not arrogant enough to say I want to be the first to know, but I'd like to be one of the first to know, so that we can chat to you about it. Absolutely, David. I promise you, I'll let you know. Spirit guides and animal guides, wonderful stuff. Uh, yeah, they are all around us. Just a quick question. You, you, you said your, your, your family is, is Aki or your love rather and your, your baby is Aki um, and your dog. What dog do you have? <laughs> this dog is an absolute legend, David. His name is Simon. Uh, he's a Pekingese and I have not raised him to believe that he's a dog. He thinks he's a dragon. Um, you know, we live here in Strand, which is out of the, you know, in the winelands outside of Cape Town. And uh, he owns this town. Everyone knows him. He has his own Facebook page. He's larger than life and um, has taught me and Mike so much in our lives. You won't believe it. So he's just an absolute character and uh, forms such a massive part of our life. He has a bigger social life than us. He, uh, you know, we have real top-level clients literally flying around the world to come and spend time with us uh, when we have our titanium package and when the borders are open. It's one of our other products we offer. And I tell you, many of those clients, before we take them anywhere or teach them anything or wine them or dine them, they want to stop in front of our apartment, Ian Strand, and have a photo with Simon. That dog is a legend. <laughs> 
So we can we can we can find uh, links to to Simon's Facebook page uh, from your contacts, can we? Yeah, now his Facebook page is Simon says. Oh, okay. Simon says, I got to tell you, anybody who likes animals, I, I, I've got this philosophy. You can always tell what a person is really like by the way they behave around animals and small children. So there we I go. I've got to agree with you more. And I think on, on concluding this, I tell you in our travels around the world, David, we understand the character and heart of a country so much when we see how they treat their animals. I mean, you cannot believe how the animals in Greece thrive, for example, and then you'll get to another country and the animals is just completely neglected. And that always gives us such an insight into what that country has to offer. I think that's absolutely brilliant. We have, uh, at the last count, how many dogs do we have now? Five. Five dogs. Wow. Yes, we've got we've got a Rottweiler um, who thinks she's a lap dog. Uh, we've got three <laughs> little Jack Russells. Um, one of them is known as Daisy, but uh, her full name is the Princess Daisy Bell. And, oh, wow, that uh, makes sense. The latest edition is a Staffy, and she's now eight months old, and her name is Shadow. And, um, well, she is very much her own person. She loves everybody, and you're next if she gets half a chance, um, and has absolutely no ears. She is our hippie child. Oh, that is just gorgeous. Simon's full name is Simonicus, the Scottish Lord III. Oh, you see, you see, we do think alike. Lindy, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time out and having a chat to us. I do appreciate it. You're so it. welcome, David. Once again, single best point of contact for Lundy. Uh, you can go and find her on LinkedIn, Lundy, L-A-N-D-I, Jack. Otherwise, uh, check out circleofexcellence.biz and don't forget to check out Oki the Octopus. Lundy, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, David. You too. Bye. There we go. That was my special guest, Lundy Jack. Wraps it up for this edition of uh, What's Involved. Man, we've all got lots of thinking to do, haven't we? It's been absolutely fantastic. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening.